Welcome to the Your Mom Has a Blog podcast. I'm Chad Edgington. And I'm Melissa Edgington. I love this new bumper music. So chill. Yeah, I feel like we're in the 90s. Really? I feel that way every day. (laughs) Every day I wake up and I'm like, dude, more flannel. It's back. Yeah, flannel's flannel, back. flannel's back. I didn't, I did not know that, but I saw something else that was back last night at the national championship game. Nick Saban's entire coaching staff was wearing pleated pants. What was up with that? I don't know. The Clemson people were wearing all flat fronts, so that was. And they're the national champions. Well, if you want to win, no pleats. Pleats just really—they just all they really do is hold you back in life. Pleats are for losers. I think we all know that. <laughs> but you have some you have some pleated pants. I don't wear pleated pants. You don't have any? I think right now in my wardrobe there are no pleated pants. I'll tell you one thing, I'm never wearing pleated pants again. <laughs> I don't know, they'll come, they'll come back around. They're not a good look for girls. No, no. Oh, that's it's weird not that, good. Cuz they look pretty good on guys actually. Yeah. Like it gives you room in the crotch area. You know, it's like you sit down and you just feel really relaxed and comfortable. But for girls, it's just weird looking. Like, why were we all wearing pleats in the 90s? I don't know. Who thought that was a good idea? I'm not sure. <laughs> it oh, was man. definitely not a good idea. Not a good look. Well, so uh, I I'm, uh, just want to mention that I am I'm doing this podcast as the first time with, without headphones on. Yes, we spent a full 20 minutes before we started the podcast for Chad to perfectly situate himself with his new $10 earbuds that he bought. <laughs> earbuds. <laughs> do I look more, do I look a little more chill? You don't look, it doesn't look good now. It's like you looked like you were on a radio show and now you just look like some dude with Bluetooth in his ear or something. <laughs> That's, it was Bluetooth '90s, or that was later. That that, that was later. That was later. Yeah. I saw a dude yesterday at Taco Casa. Did you see him? He was no. sitting over there in the corner. He had it on. He had the Bluetooth thing, which I mean, guys that still do that, like I have some, you know, a, amount of respect for them. You do for keeping that going. For keeping the dream alive. Yeah, keeping the Bluetooth dream alive. <laughs> when because what's weird about it is. You know, like Jimmy Fallon does, like, the thank you notes, you know? Yeah. Thank you, Bluetooth technology, for making all the guys that talk to themselves seem normal. (laughs) (laughs) I made that one up. That's really good. Hey, I've got a joke for you. All right. Knock, knock. Who's there? Dwayne. Dwayne who? Okay, hold on. Shoot, I had it. It was gonna be so good. Okay, wait a minute. I'm so bad at telling jokes. Okay. Um, this is basically how Sawyer and Emerald tell knock knock jokes. <laughs> it was gonna be so good. Well, let's try it again. Okay. Do you know the punchline? Um, okay, yeah, I've got okay, it. Ready? I've got it. All right. Knock knock. Who's there? <laughs> Dwayne. Dwayne who? Dwayne the bathtub. I'm Dwayne. <laughs> oh good. <laughs> That's nice how you make fun of kids with speech impediments everywhere. One, right? Yeah, I guess so. No, no. If you're a bully. It was. Yeah, that's good. Just move on. That's that's inappropriate. <laughs> you had said the word crotch already on our podcast. Yeah, but that's like a that's like anatomy, I think. 
That's definitely a scientific word. <laughs> well, I mean, when I go to the tailor, that's like a word they use. You know? Yeah. So I think it's a real word. I don't think it's dirty. It's not dirty. I didn't say it was dirty. I I'm, just, I'm not making just, fun of little kids. It might be inappropriate. Yeah. If, you, if you don't watch it, Meryl, Meryl Streep will be after you. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, no, I think Meryl Streep can say whatever she wants, and I'm cool with it. Okay, I don't. It doesn't. It doesn't bother me when actors talk, because I also have a very uh, popular role on a very popular podcast. So I'm going to say what I want. So you understand the pressure that celebrities feel because you are one. Yeah. I mean, whenever I see that literally hundreds of people are downloading this. Yeah. And you want to use your platform. I want to use my, and I want, yeah, I want to use my platform. So stop, stop it with the speech impediment, making fun of the kids with the speech impediments. That's not what the joke was. I'm drowning. (laughs) Dwayne like the tub. A, I'm like drowning. A, it's like a four-year-old who hasn't yeah. quite learned how to say his words. Yeah. It's cute. You can justify any sin. <sighs> that was cute. I like that one. What was the What was the knock knock? Who's there? Wenceslas. Remember that one? Yeah. What was the punchline? Knock knock. Who's there? Wenceslas. Wenceslas who? Wenceslas trained to Clarksville. <laughs> oh yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> I couldn't remember that. And I didn't hear I didn't hear Good King Wenceslas look down on the Feast of Stephen the entire Christmas season. I didn't either. Yeah, well, that's all right. So I had a rough night last night. I don't know if you realized it since you slept so peacefully in our bed all night. I slept oh. on Emerald's floor for two hours last night. I vaguely remember that now. I you... use the word slept loosely. <laughs> What was she scared of? Ple- Nick Saban's pleated pants? <laughs> I don't know what she was scared of, but it, what, here's the freaky thing. Is right, I, I was having a nightmare myself whenever she called me mm. in the middle of the night. And my nightmare was we were at, we were, we were both in the dream, but we were like teenagers. Mm. And we were with some other girls staying in this house and the house was totally haunted. And have you seen that commercial with Kathy Bates? You know, that's yeah. the scary so commercial scary. with the kids. Yeah, I think that's what that? prompted my dream. Mm-hmm. If y'all haven't seen this commercial, it's some kind. It's an insurance or yeah, she's sitting around. No, it's like a tax. It's a tax Taxes. turbo tax. Yeah, or can something. I deduct H and R block or something? And she's sitting in this house, and there are all these ghost kids everywhere around her, and they are freaky looking. And anyway, this is why I don't watch scary movies because commercials give me nightmares. So anyway, in the dream. I was saying, we cannot stay in this house tonight. Let's go to town and we'll stay in the hotel. And I looked at you and I said, will you come with us if we go stay in this hotel? And you said, yeah. And the girl we were with kept saying, I don't know. I don't want to go. I've always wanted a twin brother. She kept saying that. Hmm. And so right as Emerald called me, I was I had grabbed this girl by the shoulders and I was shaking her. And I was saying, is your dead twin brother one of these ghosts? <laughs> <laughs> totally weird that's weird so then i had to get up and walk through a dark house and go in there with no, emerald no. and i was just thinking i'm so glad emeralds in here i would be scared <laughs> oh. anyway it was a rough night because i don't sleep on the floor well anymore because i'm getting old yeah it's harder i'll soon be 40 yeah you're approaching that next summer 
You know, the, I had a nightmare the other night where I was at the, for some reason, you know, I've only even really been in the Presbyterian church here in Olney one time in their sanctuary to do anything. But this dream took place in the Cumberland Presbyterian Church sanctuary in Olney, and I was leading worship there. And yet there was a balcony, which there's not a balcony in that room. But anyway, I was, I could not find, I was leading worship and I couldn't find the music that had the guitar chords. And then I couldn't find the order of worship that would say what songs we were doing. And then I couldn't find, then I asked, I said, well, I'll just lead by reading the confidence screen in the back. And uh, they couldn't get the words up there, you know, so that's like a worship leader nightmare nightmare yeah that's that's what you fear the most when your worship leaders understand my fear i still have those nightmares about teaching yeah where i've showed up completely unprepared or i don't have clothes on or i or or i'm in i'll have one where i'm in law school and and i and i forget that i'm in a and i remember that i'm in a class that i haven't been going to And I think that nightmare actually happened a couple of times. <laughs> Wait a minute. I'm in criminal procedure? Where does that class meet? What time is it? Uh, like yeah. Halfway through the semester, I think, oh, I need to, I need to make never, an outline that for that. That never happened. That never that happened. That did happen. You were an excellent student. No, I'm telling you, that that class was, I didn't go. But he told, he, at the beginning of the class, he was like, first day of, first day of class, uh, I don't, y'all, y'all can come if you want. Which they're not, I don't think they're supposed to do that. But that was kind of how it worked. How were you supposed to get the material? We had a book. He said the material's in the book. You didn't think it would be helpful to go hear what the professor had to say about the I don't know what I was thinking. I don't know. I was trying to write my law review paper. and I'm glad I didn't know that at the time. That, that would have stressed me well, out. Well, when I, when I would remember I was in that class, it, would, it always, I'm still dreaming about it. <laughs> really, it stressed me out. But... No, you were a good student. Yeah, I, enjoy, I enjoyed the school. The kids don't enjoy it, boy. I take them to school every day, and it's like five minutes of just, why do we have to go? Every day they ask. Yeah, but deep down they like it. Yeah, I think they're happy when they get there. But yesterday I told Adelaide I dropped off our son at the elementary school and drove around the corner to the junior high to drop Adelaide off. And I said, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take my day off today, and I just, I just want to hang out with Mama. And she said, that's what I want to do, too. <laughs> that's why they don't want to go to school. So it's lucky. just too enticing to that's be one. with me all day. Right. They just want to hang out at home. <laughs> well, anyway, um, what else do we want to talk about? I want to talk about um, what happened yesterday when we were in Walmart okay. just a little bit. About the blog. So I wrote a blog post today, some of you may have seen it, about an experience that we had in Walmart. And the reason I want to talk about it is because it relates to our last podcast when we were talking about our word for the year. Open. 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 And we had been discussing how we want to be open to the Holy Spirit and expecting Him to do things. And um, I don't know, just not being, just making sure that we're not closed off to anything that could happen because God can do anything. And, um, Then yesterday we were in Walmart and we ran across this woman who had just received a phone call that her grandson had died and she was very distraught and Chad prayed with her and anyway, it just, I don't know, it was 
on the heels of that conversation that we had been having, kind of an ongoing conversation for a couple of weeks, it was really, it was really a neat experience to have that happen because it would be very easy for us to dismiss that whole thing as it was just a coincidence that we happened to be in there, you know, when that happened to that woman and, but, you know, when I really started thinking about it and about how we never are in there at that time, it was during Emerald's dance class. Mm-hmm. We never go to Walmart because it's such a short time that she's in dance. And anyway, it just felt like a divine appointment. Mm-hmm. And I just, I think that's really neat considering the fact that, I mean, maybe it really is true that the more open we are to what the Holy Spirit wants to do, the more opportunities that we have to be involved in what the Holy Spirit's doing. Mm-hmm. Because then after that happened, then I, you know, the Holy Spirit was, I don't know, just teaching me. I felt like through that experience that I came home and wrote about it. Tim Chalice posted it. You know, 2,000 people have read this story today. And I've heard from so many people who um, had a similar experience or were the person who found something out like that. You know, mm-hmm. or who just said, I really needed to be reminded of this today, you know, or I needed to hear this. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's neat to see how, you know, this woman has no clue all of the things that God is doing over here, you know, mm-hmm. with that one thing that happened to her, which was such a tragic moment. And it's encouraging to me to see how. The Holy Spirit is working in so many ways that we might not ever know all the ways. You know, there's just a ripple effect. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the the thing that's strange about it is we take our little one over there, and some Mondays I don't even go over there. Or, or you know, I, I was thinking, well, I should just work Monday. Had some things I wanted to do, but then when I got up, it had been Sunday was was great. I mean, I felt like the the sermon was was a, not the best one I've ever preached, but it but it was well received. Um, Sunday night, I finished up Genesis. We had a great deacons meeting, and I was really I I was really tired. I was really tired, so I thought, well, I'm just gonna I'm gonna go ahead and take the day off. <clears throat> and Mondays I usually take off. Um, so, but I'd considered not I'd considered going on into to work and just getting a head start on everything. Well, we take our daughter over to the dance class, and it's only an it's an hour, but we usually kind of hang around there, so we make sure we're there when she gets out. Normally, I think we, we if we were just thinking how we normally think, we would say, oh, we don't have time mm-hmm. to go all the way down and Graham all the way down to Walmart right. and get your Atkins bars, because he's, well, I just really want to get the Atkins bars. So we just, we just we're going to run in and run out. Right. But then for some reason, even though we were just going to run in and run out, and we didn't have that much time... We were just meandering around in the back of the store. I don't even know why I was going back there, except I do kind of know. I uh, I like to always check and see if they've got mint. What they called micro SD cards? Micro SD cards that go in phones and devices. I see if they have those for like twelve dollars. <laughs> that's what I was walking. Really, that's the thing you do. I always would go back and check that because sometimes they have them on clearance and you can get a, you get a good deal. I don't know why they put them on clearance back there, but they'll have them on sale. So we had walked by there and then ooh, my my earbuds falling out. You got to watch those. Hey, my my heavy duty headphones. Yeah, they're, they're right where they're supposed to yeah, be. Yeah, but these look yeah. cool, right? 
Do they not look cool? They're huge, aren't they? They don't. They don't look that cool. They're called mon- mono price earbuds, and apparently they're the best headphone you can get for ten dollars. Does it sound good? Yeah, it's got a very it's got a very rich mid rangey sound. Really? That, so how does this sound? It sounds good. Do I mean, I, does it sound rich and mid rangey? It sounds professional. <laughs> it's way better than those headphones. But anyway, okay, well that's all that matters. So we were back there, kind of meandering around, and that we heard that woman wait, just wailing. It was mm-hmm. a strange sound. Yeah. And the the guy said, "Oh, I think the guy walked by and said she just found out someone died." And I didn't really think about it. I just thought I walked around the corner and looked, and then I then I, I was like, "Hmm, I got to go back over there." So I just walked over there, and um, I didn't want to give my chance myself a chance to talk myself out of going over there. Like, "Oh, you should mind your own business." Right. I didn't say anything to you. I didn't want you to talk me out of it. Not that you would have, but I I just was like, "Just go over there and sit down." I mean, what what could it hurt? She could say, who are you? Or something like that. That still wouldn't be the worst thing in the world. Right. So I just went over there and took a chance sitting down that she would be receptive. Because, I mean, I could have said, oh, I'm a pastor. And she could have just, like, punched me in the face. But I don't think she would have done that. But, you know, <laughs> she she was very, she was still very distraught. But I And I don't know if she heard anything I said when I prayed or what I said to her. But I think it, it what if in her mind it was, she she thought right when I was praying or I was distraught, then God had a man there that was a, a pastor who could, yeah. you know, that's pretty, that's amazing too. You know what my impression of it was? It was, you know, she was so in shock and just so yeah. upset and mm-hmm. you prayed and I honestly felt like that when she lifted her head after that prayer, you know, she immediately said, I know God will get me through yeah, it somehow. somehow. And I thought it was like that prayer had reminded her, yeah. you know, like she was back to herself of reminding, you know, remembering <laughs> that God yeah. and then she was had it, again. you know, that God was going to take, take her through it. Yeah, it was good. But, uh, yeah, just really interesting. Just for, I wonder what her perspective of it was. I mean, not that I should know that, but... But as far as what we were, cons- we were saying, well, that's really interesting. I don't know how many, I mean, there are several pastors in Graham, you know, in the area, lots of Christians, but it was just weird to just be there. And I was like, oh, well, I need to go over there and sit down and talk to her. Mm-hmm. I just knew to go do it. Yeah. And uh, I, I think you're right. When I was open to that, I've been open to that. And, and I would like for that kind of activity to, to be second nature where you just do what you're what you're called and designed to do as a Christian, mm-hmm. you know, um, just because the opportunity presents itself. But wouldn't it be neat if, if in 2017, part of what this podcast is, is a record of how, of how we have, I guess, maybe stopped to recognize how the Holy Spirit is working and how mm-hmm. we've been allowed to be a part of it, you mm-hmm. know, yeah. and, and that expectation that he's going to work and he's going to do things because mm-hmm. it's exciting. Yeah, it's exciting. As we were praying here, you know, that's a, the thing is you, you could say, well, I need to get out and do this and I need to get out and do this. And, you know, that's kind of my mindset is if you want something to happen, you need to go make it happen. And I think the 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 hard thing about where I feel the Lord leading me as a pastor, us as a family in 2017 is don't go out and try to make stuff happen. Just ask the Lord of the harvest, you know, to send you out there to where he's making it happen. Right. Send you to the field where he wants the, there to be a harvest. 
and just trust him to do it and not try to manufacture spirituality. And we're really bad about getting results because we're result oriented. We want to get results. And, and I don't think we've got, I don't think that's really what the call is, is to go out and make results. Mm. You know, the call is to focus on who God is, you know, and when we tell people about him to focus, you know, to first focus on who he is, what he is like. People don't know that God loves them if, if they don't know who God is. They don't know that they've offended a holy God with their sin if you don't tell them what his demands are about his holiness and his righteousness. And we just kind of get to be there, you know, preaching faithfully, witnessing um, to who he is and what he's required of us and then what he's done to save us so that people will will cry for mercy. And that, look, that will look... A, like a lot of different things. And sometimes it may just look like praying with somebody and maybe she just need to be reminded. I felt that she was a Christian, even though we, she was not in the state to talk about it, mm-hmm. that she was a believer, Yeah. but she just needed to be reminded that God was there. Even in the worst times she'll tell somebody. And I was, <laughs> I was crying and a pastor walked up, right. you know, and I don't think I did anything special there. I'm, I don't, I think that the good thing about that story, you know, we talk about when I'm preaching stories, preaching and telling stories, is that it's important not to be the hero of your own story. Well, there goes my earbud again. Maybe maybe you're right. <laughs> the, the, these earbuds are definitely not the hero of this podcast. <laughs> but that God needs to be the hero of all of our stories. And so I think we, we can say, well, he was really taking care of her yesterday. And it was but a, I, a I privilege felt, to be a part of it. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Uh, to me, I felt... I mean, once I took a step back and thought, what if this wasn't just that, hey, we walked over there? What if it was that God had us there for that specific purpose? Yeah. And then when I you mean, started... You mean for such a time for as this? For such a time as for this. Some, for such a time as this. And when I started thinking of it that way, I just felt, I just felt very honored, I guess, that you know, that God might have invited us into mm-hmm. that time, that moment with that lady. Yeah. When I was, I was talking about that with uh, tonight, we, we went to a, a Christmas party. <laughs> that was really what it was. Did you notice he had, Don had left up all of his Christmas decorations? Yeah, it was so, a Christmas party. Yeah. They had a, the, uh, one of our Sunday school classes couldn't get together for a Christmas party during the season. So they went ahead and had their Christmas party on January 10th. I like it. It was, it was pretty awesome. And uh, they, we were talking about the blog and that story. And Matt Searcy, one of the deacons in our church, he said, you know, Walmart and McDonald's are two places you can really sh- be a witness or share the gospel. You know, mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, if you think of maybe what are the two most ordinary American places? <laughs> yeah. It's probably Walmart and McDonald's. It's the two most unflashy, unhip, regular Earth, you know, American, earthy American type places you could be where there's a lot of real world going on at Walmart. Right. You know, they even have a website devoted to the real world that shows up at Walmart. <laughs> you know, they say it's going to get really cold on Friday. And that means that people need to wear two pair of pajamas to Walmart when they go shopping. <laughs> you know, we, I mean, that's mean. And I mean, I'm not making fun of children with speech impediments, but I know I'm making fun of people that wear pajamas to Walmart. Not really, but you know that's just you. You find people from all walks of life there. It's just a you know it's an. But that's where, as I've been talking to my friend Scott Jeffries, that <clears throat> that's where 
like the ordinary and the divine, you know, we, we look for those places where humanity and divinity mingle. That was kind of our Sunday school lesson this week where the Temple Mount was a place where God was and where people could go. And, you know, we're supposed to be those places. We're the temple now. And so whenever we take the the our life where the Holy Spirit is living inside of us and we go to those ordinary earthy places, then those places become sanctified because, you know, the Spirit, we're going there and the 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 human and the divine, the the earth and, and heaven are meeting there. Mm-hmm. And it and it's a place where God can even show up in the layaway department at Walmart. Right. So pre- pretty neat, um, neat stuff. So one other thing we can talk about before we wrap up. So, so um, you want to tell about this predicament you keep um, finding women in through in your app? Is that is it an app? It's just a Facebook Facebook page Facebook group. So I and probably some of you who are listening are in this group too because it's enormous. So I'm in this at home group on Facebook, which is. All these women who are showing, they're decorating in oh, their so house. Oh, so it's from that store? It's at home? No, the store? no, no. It's not. It's it's a girl's blog title. It's not. I like that store. Do you like yeah. that store? Yeah, I do. I love that store. At home. Anyway, um, so... Lots of pillows there. So this, this Christmas season... You can get it all at at home. They started a... <laughs> you know, they even have those crockpot liners there. They do? Yeah. That's at, at home. Which, that's the greatest invention. Crockpot liners. Yeah. I love those How things. did they not melt? I don't know. I don't it's know. magic. Is it, is, it a, is it made of asbestos? <laughs> <laughs> if we all get cancer, it was worth it because I don't have to scrub <laughs> the crockpot. the crockpot. Anyway, um... So this Christmas, they Dishes started... there. They got Christmas... They had the Christmas tree that had a skirt in it. Remember that? Yeah, I wanted one of those. Yeah. Those were so cool. Were you trying to tell a story? Are you done talking about the store? <laughs> I don't know. Get I it all think, out. I, I don't one. know. What What else do I love about it? You love uh-huh. their, their mid-century modern furniture. Love, but I've never bought any of it. No, you just go look. Yeah, I just go look at their mid-century. And I'm always thinking, maybe if I go back there, there'll be a piece that really appeals to me that'll cost $15. <laughs> And it never happens. I don't think that's ever going to So I happen. settle for $10 earbuds. One thing I've noticed about at home is I don't feel like that they have a lot, like their clearances aren't really great. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Yeah, which that's and, a deal breaker for us because we yeah. shop only on the 70% off rack. <laughs> yeah, and it doesn't smell good in there the way I want a store like that to smell. Mm-hmm. I went into Pier 1 the other day. with I had, I had Emerald and Sawyer with me. Yeah. And I basically just went in there just to walk around and smell it. Ginger peach, wicker, whatever that smell is. I wish they could bottle that and make it a perfume. Yeah. I know. Ecclesiastes chapter 7 verse 1. A good name is better than perfume. And you know what it means? You know what? It's it's like a play on words. If you look at it in the Hebrew. This is from my sermon for Sunday. That's coming up. I'm going to spoil it. But anyway, it says a good... it's It's like a funny rhyming word. It's like this. If we put it in English, it would say, a good name is better than a good nard. (laughs) (laughs) 
And I read that in a commentary, and all day long, that's all I've thought about is I just want to tell people that. You know, a good name is better than a good name. <laughs> say it and see how fun it is. Just say it. A good name is better than a good nard. <laughs> Isn't that fun? <laughs> You're like, what does that mean? But, you know, perfume, the good smell at Pier 1, it's not that big of a deal. But we make a big, we, we chase after things that don't matter instead of chasing after a good name. So just remember, if you don't hear anything, listen, here, here. if you don't hear anything else I say tonight, <laughs> I want you precious people to hear me say this. <laughs> I've come a long way to preach here, and I've got a long way to go. And I want you precious congregation to hear this one thing. If you don't hear another word in this podcast... <laughs> And right now, with every head bowed and every eye closed, all across this gigantic auditorium, if you agree with me that a good name is better than a good nard, <laughs> would you just look up at me just so I can pray for you? Would you look up? I, thank you, sir. Up, up in the balcony. I see that. I see you there. I just, just thank you, ma'am. I just want to pray for you. Now, now hold on. If, if you looked up at me, I just want you to slip your hand in the air. Thank you. I see that hand. I see that. We'll hold this open for just a moment longer. <laughs> if you would agree, Brother Chad, a good name is better than a good nard. You know, you don't really believe that a good name is better than a good nard if, if you're not willing to walk down an aisle and show it. And so, right now, with every head bowed and every, no one looking around, when I count to three, I want you to stand up and run down here as fast as you can. A good name is better than a good nard. Well, we how, may have, how, lost, how, we may have how, lost some listeners over that one. <laughs> how many of those altar calls have you sat through? Like, for real. A bunch. And I still love every single one of them. <laughs> I do love them, too. I mean, they're just so manipulative, but there's no, something kind of... I don't know. It depends on the... Some are and some aren't. Yeah, it depends yeah, yeah. on... That's true. Some are very sincere. Because you're trying to bail out the, the altar call. I'm just saying. You know. We're we're hardcore Baptists. Don't be talking about my evangelists <laughs> like that. That's all I'm saying. Oh man, there's some guys that could really do it. They could really do it. And then some, you know, you'd have the, they'd have an invitation, and nobody would be coming down. And you know what I would do? I would just go down, and <laughs> so the guy wouldn't feel bad. That does not surprise me at all. <laughs> I've got I've got a heart for those lonely evangelists. <laughs> I didn't want him to have an unsuccessful altar call. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. And I always have plenty to repent for. Like, I would always, I could respond to every altar call legitimately. Yeah, know? me too. I am I am the chief of sinners. I mean, listen to me making fun of evangelists. You're not really making fun no, of them. No, It's more of an homage. <laughs> it's not, am I using that word correctly? Yes, it's a, it's a way that he honors evangelists. <laughs> Could you tell? <laughs> but you know, I, I've I've done that little bit many times. 
and and among people that grew up in our tradition in our for those who grew up amongst our tribe they <laughs> they think it is so funny <laughs> well it's it's funny because it's it's because such I'm such a familiar because part I'm of I'm doing our, it so well, right? It's such a familiar part of the culture. That's yeah. why it's funny. Yeah. But you don't hear them anymore either. Not like those. I haven't heard one like that no, in a long time. I haven't either. I think that's a little bit fallen out of favor, but But you know, when I when I was growing up, our pastor, he was so passionate, you know, at the invitation, at the yeah. altar call and he you know, while the music was playing, he it was, was shouting hot, over the music, yeah, yeah. you know. We'll sing one more. Yeah. You know? Don't yeah. wait. Don't wait another minute. Yeah, yeah. Oh, man, it was awesome. Yeah. Which we could talk about the merits of, of decisional evangelism all day long. Not uh, on this podcast. But not on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, I still like it. So the story There's nothing out. wrong with it as long as when, once a person has responded to that altar call, you you have to disciple them. Yeah. You've got to you've got to do the work to make sure that they didn't just come down because they felt guilty mm-hmm. uh, for sins, but that they were truly repentant, that they truly understood that Christ is their only hope. So, I mean, I think we, you know, in in as much as those altar calls were sincere and conducted, we could say properly. You know where the where the people weren't just coming down because they felt sorry in the moment that they were sinful, but that they truly were converted. Mm-hmm. Then I think many of us were converted in an altar call just like that. I sure was. I was too, Angel Martinez. So and you know I I did go I went to a an evangelism event just a few years ago where I felt like it was a a bad altar call. And I, I even wrote a blog post about that experience because um, I was so disturbed by the fact that the evangelist was calling children down to the front saying, "Do you, if you want to go to heaven, yeah. come down here. And then he handed them all a pamphlet and said, congratulations, you're going to heaven. You know, yeah. I mean, and our, our, our kids went down there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, and they had no clue. I what mean, was going on? You say to a kid, hey, do you want to go to heaven? Well, sure. Yeah. 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 So well, we really got off track there. We did. We yeah. That was a freebie, y'all. At home. Is at where home. We're, at yeah. home. Yeah, we were talking about at home, and then and then that was just one that you're not even going to pay for. <laughs> a good name is better than a good. Nard. Good name is better than a good nard. So anyway, so what I was trying to say was, at Christmas time, <clears throat> they created this spinoff page of this Facebook page at home, and it was holidays at home. So all these women were posting all their Christmas decor, and it's very interesting to see how people decorate their houses, you know. It is, man. And anyway. I love it. Um, but I've noticed a trend among these women on this page. They all want to decorate their houses in certain ways, and many of them are constantly battling with their husbands. Mm-hmm. In order to do the things they want to do. And I'm not just talking about because the husbands don't want them to spend money. It's that the husbands are arguing with them about which rug to put down. Or mm. whether you should hang this picture on the wall or, or whatever. I mean, it's just kind of ridiculous. When I'm reading that page, I want to say, dudes, just let your wife decorate the house mm-hmm. and stay out of it. You know? I don't understand. Why is it, Chad, that men 
feel like that they need to put their input on which rug you put down? Do they really care? Okay. I, I am uniquely qualified to speak to the dudes. No, do not tell that story. I'm uniquely qualified to speak to the dudes on this. I don't know which story you're talking about right now. I thought you were going to say you're uniquely qualified to give your opinion on decorating. Well, I'm not. Because no. of that one interior right, decorator. I'm going to tell that story. But listen, <laughs> listen, here's the deal. Our first Christmas, we had pulled out. We were living in this house that had all this stuff in it from people that had lived there before. So that was that's weird, right? Like no one usually has an experience like that. Usually when you move into a house, it's empty. But we moved into a house that still had a bunch of stuff in it from the people who lived there for 40 years. For 40 years and then yeah. they just went one of them passed away and one went to a nursing home and I walked into their house with what was left after the kids had gotten what they wanted. And uh <clears throat> one of the things that was left behind was a beautiful six and a half foot tall, truly vintage aluminum Christmas tree from the 60s. Yeah, it was awesome. With a color wheel. And so Melissa had a few little ornaments that she wanted to put on the tree. But I was like, look, this is an aluminum Christmas tree. You don't put ornaments on aluminum Christmas tree that are not glass or you know the shiny, the shiny Christmas ornaments that will reflect the light and so on. Okay, so I made a big deal out of this, and we finally compromised, and she put a few little ornaments on the tree, right? No. Okay. We there... put we put balls, glass balls, and tinsel. Okay, and that was it? Yeah. So I got my way. Yeah. Okay, looking back on that, if I could go back and talk to my younger, more handsome self. <laughs> That's would... not true. You get more handsome every year. Well, I that, don't know how you do it. That, that is true. <laughs> but I, I, would say to, I would say to him, my younger self I would say look you know you're an idiot and there are there are not you think you're so good at decorating you think you've got this eye for how things ought to look and you want to have this amazing Christmas tree that looks like you know it came out of the Sears magazine from 1967 but listen buddy you need to if she, if she wants to put ornaments on the tree if it's going to make her happy is it really going to bother you if they're on there? And the answer is no, it won't. And if it does, you're 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 you've got a problem because you're not wanting to make your wife happy. So that was my problem. I, I was not concerned about what you felt. I was trying to get my own way. It's just pure selfishness. So fa fast forward a few years, and uh, actually was in a meeting. I truly was in a meeting with an interior decorator. We're working on the law office, and we were picking out paints and carpets and so on and so forth. And this interior decorator, as we were discussing design and, and uh, you know, colors, palettes, things like that, warm, cold, you know, all the things that, that I generally think about when I think about decorating room. Um, <laughs> she, looked, she looked at me and she said, well, I think you've got a little decorator in you. Now, most guys would have been mortified at such a compliment, you know, because, you know, that's considered to be kind of a feminine thing. Um, <clears throat> but I, I was pretty proud of it because I, I do kind of think I've got a little bit of an eye. Uh, but let me tell you the truth. Even though I've got a little bit of an eye, 
it's not anything compared to your eye or to the drive that you have that I've noticed this. So if you're an egalitarian, all right, you, you will not like what I'm about to say because I do believe that men and women are different. And women have this drive that men don't have to take things, the, the places and the spaces around them and make them more beautiful. Now, not every woman has that, but on the, for, you know, generally, I'm making a generalization here. I know it's not going to apply to every single person listening, but in general, the women can make things more beautiful. Do you agree with that? I think so. Yeah, I think women want to do that. I think it gives them a certain fulfillment that I, I don't even really think, you know, most men sense that. So <clears throat> I think we can talk together. Oh, what's our vision for this room? And some people think that's just stupid altogether. They're like, why do you care about that? People are dying and going to hell, and you're sitting here worried about what rug you're going to buy. Or I say, man, that's, you know, I, I see the point. Let's not go overboard. You know, moderation in all things. Let's not make our life all about decorating our, decorating our house. But on the other hand, when you look, when you go outside, God has made everything beautiful. Now, I was taught this. Miss Strader really taught me this, that she says everything is beautiful. You know, whenever she sees something, she's like, this is an older lady at our church. She's always commenting on how beautiful things are. Mm-hmm. And, and that the things that we create that are beautiful, really, it's just a reflection of, the, of how God has made things beautiful. When you walk outside, everything isn't the same color. Right. When you walk outside, there's a beautiful blue sky. There's green grass. There's beautiful flowers in, in all different shades of, of, of things. And so the world is beautiful. So God has created the world beautiful. So when we recreate, whenever we create, when because we're made in the image of God, we make things beautiful. But I think women usually are kind of, they've, they really want to m- make the nest or whatever you would call it more beautiful. And then you've got these guys that come along. And she showed me some of the pictures, and if you know these guys should be ashamed of themselves because they do not have a little decorator in them, and so they 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 they've got they have no they have no concern at all for what the room looks like. They're not trying to make it beautiful. They've just got some stupid vision in their head, like I'm going to be happy if there's a black recliner in the middle of this room. Right. Or, or a picture or, of a fish on the wall. Or they're worried about where the TV's going to go. <clears throat> right. Are they worried about where the wires are going to go and what that's going to look like? No. What are they worried about? Just where they're, how far away they have to sit from yeah, it? Like where they want the TV in the room for their comfort to sit and watch yeah. it. Which, right. I mean, I think there should be some compromise there, but I'm just saying that I just don't. I just feel like it's such a struggle for these women just to try and do a simple thing of saying, hey, I would really like to get these curtains, but my husband hates the curtains. And 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 it's not like these women are just, you know, oh, whatever. You know, some people don't care. They just, you know, their house, it doesn't have any kind of scheme to it or whatever as far as uh, their vision for decorating it. So so they probably don't care. And, you you know, that's like, you know, like, like personally me. I don't want a couch that has drink hold, uh, cup holders on it. You know, I don't, I don't want that. Okay, but I got a lot of friends. You go in their house, they give you a drink. Hey, man, you can put your. It's nice, you know, like you can put your cup right in their couch, and it won't spill. It's practical. It's kind of cool. We have friends that have a couch with cup holders and chargers for your phone. Yeah, see, that's it's pretty, pretty awesome. cool. It's got like a, 
you can plug stuff into it, yeah. you know. That, but for my tastes, I, I don't, like, that doesn't appeal to me. But some people don't care about that, and so they're like, oh, yeah, this looks, looks fine. But if you've got a wife that's, like, on a page where she's putting pictures up of decorating the house, this should clue you in. Hey, what my living room lo- looks like really matters to my wife. Like, it's, this is a big deal to her. So stuff that's a big deal to me, you know, she indulges me. And she's not putting up a roadblock in me having this hobby that I really care about. If she is, you know, I'm sorry. But <laughs> still, that doesn't justify that doesn't justify your bad behavior. So you're, you're seeing that she really cares about this thing. Now, what would possess a man if he knows his wife wants this room to look like this? And he says, well, I just think we need to put this big black recliner here with cup holders in it. What would possess him to do that? Because he's mad at her or something, right? I don't know. He's resenting it? I mean, I can just tell you from the perspective of a terrible sinner that I would say whenever a guy's doing something like that, there may be something deeper going on there. Right. Where he could just say, because here's what you got to learn. you got to learn to let stuff go. Like every battle. See, I'm bad about this myself. I like to argue and I get stuck on something and feel like I'm being disrespected. Uh, on the decorating thing, if you're, if, and I guess it could work the other way, but mainly I think it works where the guys, all these pictures you're showing me, these guys are, I mean, that what they want is just so, not only is it ugly, but it would probably be hurtful. And they're probably thinking, well, she, you know, she's making too big of a deal out of this. Mm-hmm. I want to come home and I want to, you know, loosen my belt, and watch football or whatever. Yeah. And I don't want to sit on a pink chair. When I'm doing that. <laughs> but I'm telling you, I sit in a pink chair and watch football, and it's still fun. <laughs> it's still good. Of course, when I watch the Cowboys play, I can hardly sit down. No, you don't I pace. So much. I pace back yeah. and forth. Yeah. So I would just say, you know, guys, pick your, pick your battles, but also just let some stuff go. If she says, hey, I really want this room to look like this, and you're thinking, oh, my goodness. Remember... When we lived back at Wake Village, and you had the girls over for a Bible study, remember that? And they, you started walking them around the house. Yeah. And they went back to our bedroom. Remember what they asked you? Oh, they were shocked because we had a pink flowered bedspread on our bed. The room was very girly. Mm-hmm. But you know, when I got married, that was actually one of the things I looked forward to. Yeah. I wanted to sleep in a pretty place. You wanted it to look like a woman lived in the house. Yeah. Yeah. Because they make it special. They care about little details. Yeah. And, and and if you're just saying, oh, yeah, I want to put a big, I'm really being hard on the guys, right? I'm just saying, <laughs> you know, you know what I, you know what I really want in, in this room right here. You, you know what I really think I need. I think I need a big picture of a fish back there in the wall, or I'm not going to be happy. Or I, I know you really got this idea, but I really want a big boat and bottle, or I want, I really want a, uh, I want a big recliner. Or the guys who insist that. In, I need a man cave. I mean, you know, in a in an otherwise very light man and cave. girly kind of room that they insist that um, you hang their, what they've shot on the wall. Come on, dude. Come on. Put that in the garage. Nobody wants to see that. But I've seen some women getting really creative with it, like putting bows on the deer or pearl necklaces. Well, that is pretty cool. <laughs> I mean, you, you know, depending how you want to go with it. Yeah. But what I would say that is just, you know, when the when when the guys acting like that, you know, 
you you, you just got to cut it out. Let her let her do that thing she and she'll be so much happier, and she'll appreciate you. Don't really care, you know. Just let her do it. Let her decorate it. Let her make it look as girly as it possibly can look. Let her run with her vision. And then, you know, if there's compromises, you know, down yeah. the road, like you want to go play golf one day, you say, hey, you know, I sit on that pink chair to watch football. Uh, can I go play golf? She'll say, of course you can. <laughs> is, that, is that how it works? You don't ask me permission to do things. That's true. <laughs> But also don't mess with your decorating. <laughs> I used to have this thing where I always wanted everything to be at an angle. And Melissa's had to break me of that habit. Feng shui. You used thing. to have stronger opinions about decorating. But I, I think see, you've but learned. I, I've learned. Yeah. That's why I'm telling the dudes. Your life will be better if you just don't worry about this. Right. Just say, oh, it looks great. You know, have have fun helping her achieve her dream, her vision for the room. Yeah, good advice. Good marriage advice. That is, I'm telling you, if you didn't hear anything. <laughs> yeah. All right, well, we're getting up to 50 minutes ooh, now. Ooh, ooh, way too long. I was really hard on the dudes. Yeah. But it just, that drive, whenever she comes in and shows me those pictures, it really does drive me crazy. I'm just like, man, come on. I just think that, I, did, I think their husbands don't realize how important it is to their mm-hmm. wives yeah to do the, the things the way they w- want to do them yeah which which really shows you're not being a very good husband if you're not you're not if you don't know what's important to your wife or, or maybe wives don't do a very good job of communicating the importance of it because we feel like we're being unreasonable yeah. you know yeah i don't know well it's been good it's been we had good talk about a lot of different things we're trying to be it's open been, it's open it's been a varied varied conversation today yeah, a lot of a lot of good stuff a lot of nard <laughs> <laughs> that word just makes you feel like you're saying it, it sounds like you're saying a slightly naughty word from the 80s yeah, or lard nard <laughs> yeah that's nardly <laughs> <laughs> okay well we better wrap it up all right go take a look at the blog and um Stay tuned for, we're going to try to do a podcast every week. That's our goal. One podcast per week. Squad goals. Squad goals. <laughs> All right. But Sarah, word of the word of the year, and then we'll close. Ready? One, oh. two, three. Open. You missed it. Let's try it again. Ready? One, two, three. Open. open. That was too fast. Open. 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 Bye-bye. <laughs> Don't say goodbye. <laughs>